We all know the cautionary tale of the tortoise and the hare, but what does that actually look like in life and business? I'm Jess, somatic strategist and creator of Generative Profit. I'm Sam, psychotherapist, coach, supervisor, and facilitator of permission. And together, inside this podcast, we're combining our experience in business and expertise in mindset, strategy, and the nervous system to bring you real, raw, and deeply nuanced conversations, lessons, and perspective shifts that'll support you to strip back the layers of conditioning you have around traditional success and heal your relationship with your business, worth, work, and money so you can soften into success, exhale as you expand, and create a life and business filled with riches and richness. If you're ready to dance in the slow and actualize the knowing that it's from this place you'll collapse timelines and create sustained momentum toward the income, impact, presence, and pleasure you desire, then pour yourself a cuppa and get cozy because this is for you. Welcome to the slowdown. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Slowdown. Jess and I are doing a couple of solo episodes. It feels a bit um, eerie, a little bit strange doing an episode for The Slowdown without my dear business partner and friend Jess. But yeah, we we needed to split up to kind of get a little bit more done. And we both just have a few areas that I guess we specialize in that we thought we could um, divide and conquer. So I am doing an episode this week on, do you need your butt kicked? (laughs) And this is actually off the back of a post that I did last year um, that I had a lot of feedback on. And it was essentially, do you need your butt kicked into action or do you just need to feel more safe in your environment and your body? And that is what I'm going to dive into today because there is this whole like really masculine popular assertion that um, in business, it's all, we need more masculine energy. We need more like to be in coaching containers where maybe we're like a little bit scared of our coach, don't feel like hundred percent safe um, or they've got that real like butt kicking energy. And you know what, like we all need to trust that we know what we need. But I also think that I really want to unpack this kind of assumption that butt kicking energy is what you go to a business mastermind for or a coaching container for, because for me, the polar opposite has been the truth. So yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest myths that we're seeing in the coaching industry, you know, that um, if you want your business to grow, you need to be able to work at the pace of, you know, insert seven figure business coaches names here. Um, And you can't just do it naturally or your way, you kind of need to do it their way. And you need to put yourself in spaces where you can have your butt kicked into action. I've literally seen people like use those phrases. Now, Jess and I are a big, big fan of action being a big important part of growth and sometimes especially for women in business who are more spiritual or more sensitive or like me a little bit more prone to overthinking sometimes it is really really important to have a business coach a life coach a mentor who holds you with gentle accountability so that you can't keep changing your mind. (laughs) I'm someone who kind of will come up with an idea and then go, oh, actually, I want to do this and I want to do this. So I do believe that gentle accountability is really important. But 
When I think about butt kicking into action, I don't think of safety. I think of fear. And I think of responding to um, a coach or a container. You might not necessarily realize you're afraid, um, but there might be a certain level of like stress or tension and a sense of maybe not being good enough. Um, You know, I don't know if you've ever entered into a container where you were like, oh my gosh, like everyone is so much further ahead than me. I need to like work really, really hard to keep up and I need to get everything done that my coach says I should. When actually like there is a different way to do business where you don't feel for starters, like you're behind from the beginning um, and where you don't feel that sense of not good enoughness and that maybe that sense of fear. Um, And it's really tricky. I want to unpack this a little bit because I think one of the reasons that we might crave that kind of more um, authoritarian kind of butt kicking um, kind of style coaching is because often that is how we have been conditioned to learn at school and so often we have learnt through like discipline like you know if you don't hand your assignment in you'll be in trouble or you'll be embarrassed in front of the class if you don't get a good mark because your teacher will you know read your mark out in front of the class like these are all things that ha- that were very common in uh, when I was growing up and um, you know I know teaching practices are changing but I do think there's a lot of us that have grown up in that kind of almost fear-based learning environment the problem is even if this does work for you in the short term I want you to step back and look at what is the long-term consequences of that because maybe you do get a butt-kicking coach who like I need to find another word for that but a coach who really you know motivates you and kicks your butt and you get a lot done but then what happens in a month like you know are you learning to trust yourself are you learning to listen to yourself Are you being able to tune into your own cycle um, and your own wisdom? Or are you kind of feeling like really overwhelmed and really burnt out? You know, so even if it did work, if what the coach got you to do was, um, you know, traditionally successful, how do you actually feel? Because that's what we've realized about So The Mastermind. So many women who join it, their businesses are already really successful, but they don't feel good in the way they're doing business. And then they're having to kind of unravel all of this and unlearn all of these practices that actually weren't that supportive for them. So for me, instead of butt kicking energy, I am really known for gentle accountability. And I would say that Jess and I are really similar in that way. And this is because we want you to be able to keep up the momentum of the moves that you're making, you know, and, and for them not to be fueled by dysregulation. So we want to, we want to create gentle and deep accountability. And this also comes down to having psychological safety within yourself and within a group coaching environment. What I mean by that is that within yourself as a business owner, you want to foster this sense of safety where it's okay if you make mistakes. um, It's okay if you take risks because you know that you are going to be your own best friend through it, that you are going to focus on what you learned. You're going to focus on your growth and you are going to be kind and loving and gentle with yourself. You're not going to, you know, beat yourself up and criticize yourself and tell yourself off if something doesn't work. And that psychological safety within also is really important within a coaching relationship. Like you, if you're working with a coach where you know that no matter what happens, 
you know, like no matter where your business is at, whether you hit the six figures, seven figures, whatever you're working on or not, your coach is still going to have like this beautiful relationship with you where they really just cherish you and appreciate you and encourage you to trust yourself. And that is going to be more important than the external results, because if you have that relationship with a coach, then you can go, you know what, this isn't working in my business. I'm going to try this. You can take a risk and not feel a sense of like not a good enoughness or a sense of fear or shame um, if it doesn't work out or if you don't follow through and take the action. So this psychological safety has become a really popular term um, in teams and in workplaces because there's so much research now that if you work for a boss who if you make a mistake, let's say you've got a boss who criticizes you when you make a mistake or says, well, I'm never going to let you have that responsibility again. That's not going to make you feel psychologically safe. Like that's not a environment of psychological safety. Whereas if you go to a boss and you've made a mistake and they say, oh, tell me, what have you learned from this mistake? And, and they still treat you with respect and kindness. And that is where that psychological safety is there. And there is a lot of research that teams with psychological safety actually perform the best because they're willing to take risks. And it's the same in business, right? So this is something that I want you to explore because we really believe that we need to see in coaching containers, we need to see people as humans first and we need to honor the seasons of life that they're in first and foremost, and then take action from a place of that inner safety, you know? And so it's almost like having safety around you, like within the coaching container um, and then safety within the relationship of you and the coach, and then also safety within yourself. And obviously what, who is safe and whether you feel safe with a coach or not is really subjective. And we did unpack that in our group um, episode, you know, like that sometimes actually we are being brave before we feel safe and, and we're deciding, you know, and taking time to see if we feel safe. But I can tell you that for myself and the majority of humans that I know, especially if you're more sensitive or more introverted, you are going to feel more safe with someone who offers you gentle accountability rather than that butt kicking energy. So this is something like to just really work through, to not just assume that that kind of more masculine butt kicking is going to suit you because you're an individual and you may have a different kind of style of learning and growth. We wanted to interrupt this goodness for a moment to share with you we are currently enrolling in the next cohort of the Slow Mastermind. Think exhaling as you expand, softening into success and inviting in both peace and profit as you create a life and business filled with richness and riches. Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, Slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up. Slow is the table of women we want to circle up with and sharing the journey of consciously creating a deeply impactful business that doesn't cost you your life and still generates a healthy profit. Perhaps it's the table you've been searching for too. If so, we'd love you to apply. 
head to theslowmastermind.com for more information. What I thought I would do is just share a few questions and a few prompts that might support you to think about the account, the kind of accountability that you need. And um, I'll pop them in the show notes as well. So I want you to think about times in your life when you have been most in a flow state um, or most productive or even like you're most in when you've done your best, most impactful work. And what were the circumstances around that? You know, so who was around you? Who was leading you at the time? What was their energy like? Um, What was their leadership style? And how did they support you to keep on track? And and by the way, I'm not talking about like maybe that time that you worked at IGA (laughs) and you had a boss that like, you know, yelled at you if you weren't serving customers quick enough. Um, Because maybe maybe that in that example, you know, you did work faster because you were scared of your boss. But uh, for business, the things that we need are not just speed, it's creativity. It is feeling safe enough to dream and plan and like for, for business, the things that we need, yeah, they come with a sense of safety. I'm going to share a little personal story that might help you answer this question. So I can think about a time um, in my career. I was really like I was in my early 20s. I was a new graduate social worker and I was probably working in one of the most challenging jobs I've ever done. It was... Yeah, just there were families that were struggling. Um, I was working for disability services and there were families that were struggling with not having enough funding for their child. There were families who were, you know, grieving as they were like learning um, how to support having a child with a disability. Um, We were really, um, I was really overstretched in my area. Like we were meant to have like, I think 20 or 30 families each and I had 70 on my books. Like, And, you know, I was only a couple of years, maybe three or four years into practicing as a social worker. So by any, like any logical reason, this should have been like the the hardest job for me. Like it it was just really, really challenging circumstances. At the same time, I loved, I love supporting um, the families. I love supporting people with disabilities. I had a great team. And this is what's really interesting. Um, During that time, when I was doing what I would say is probably my most challenging and my most rewarding job, I also went through the messiest breakup of my life. I had been in a really toxic relationship in my early 20s and not really realized that it was unhealthy until um, until it ended <laughs> and I had to go to a lot of therapy. I was a mess, right? My supervisor um, is incredible. I won't... Um, Actually, I'll shout out Patricia because I think it's probably very unlikely that you'll be listening to this, but she was this incredible supervisor who she knew that I was going through the breakup because I firstly, this is really important. I felt safe to tell her that I was going through a hard time. I wasn't scared of her. I wasn't scared that she would tell me off, you know, that perhaps my personal life was um, influencing my, um, my work life. And she created that psychological safety for me. Like I could call her, I could tell her what was going on. You know, she encouraged me to take care of myself, to take some time off when I was moving out of the house, moving out of the house with my ex-boyfriend, all of those things. And what's interesting is that 
I know that I did such powerful work for those families. She trusted me. She didn't like hover over my shoulder. You know, she didn't tell me off for needing time off when I was going through a breakup. She just really trusted me. She treated me with compassion and I did incredible work with those families. Um, and I, yeah, it was just a job I loved. And I, I remember looking back at the whole team and it was just so surprising because I've done so many social work jobs where it's challenging, but the team is falling apart and people aren't thriving. But in this workplace, we were all thriving because of Patricia, because she was really compassionate. She, yeah, she just, we felt safe with her. We could be honest with her if we had made a mistake. I remember having a few really difficult um, conversations with clients and being able to talk to her about it as well. So that's a really personal story about, but I think it's just like it embodies psychological safety for me. Like I felt so safe with her and I did my best work. I also came up with a lot of creative ideas and things like that. So I wanted to share that story because for me, when I ask that question, you know, think about a time in your life when you were most in a flow state, when you were most productive, you know, I obviously could have given a business example, but this story is like really powerful for me. So for you, when you ask yourself that question, it might be a business example. Um, you know, it might be a coach you've worked with before, um, or it might be a workplace and um, a leader or it might be a time when you were leading yourself but you were leading yourself really compassionately so the other question i want to ask for you to ask yourself is how do you best keep yourself on track so you know when you think about the times again when you've been most in flow when you've been most creative but also when you have stayed on track and done the action that you needed to do you know like for example classic example is a launch <laughs> um how did you keep yourself on track what worked really well was it a, like being around other people was it being on your own were you working with a coach at the time and what kind of qualities did they bring out in you um and then also like another question that i just added in that i think is really important is are you a highly sensitive person and someone who might find a more pushy butt kicking energy unsupportive because it could be actually that if you choose a wrong coach, you could end up being in like a real state of overwhelm and ending up like kind of feeling frozen, you know? So I think that's really important. So those are the three questions. I will just quickly run over them again. So when was the time in your life when you were most in a flow state, most productive, most creative? And what were the circumstances around that? Who was around you and what was their energy like? What was their leadership style? How did they support you? How did you best keep yourself on track at times when you're working on your own? And are you a highly sensitive person? And just an invitation to really break free from that idea that you need to work in a certain way to be successful in your business. Because the women that I see who are not only succeeding in business, having the, the financial rewards and the freedom, but are also feeling good in their body, they're the ones that are able to sustain the business at the, the level that they want it to sustain. Um, so I think thinking about how you feel as you're doing business is just as important as the results. So that is it. That's a solo episode from me. Jess and I would love to hear from you around how you found this. And what are your thoughts? Like, do you think that we need to kind of just say goodbye to the whole concept of butt kicking energy and do we need to start talking about our relationship with coaching and accountability in maybe a different more nourishing um, more sensitive way 